I knew what my mission and purpose was, and I wasn't going to be stopped by physical space. So guess what I did? I expanded. I went outside of my physical space and I borrowed space until I had time to get more space. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we love doing this podcast. If you if you can't pick up on that from listening to this podcast, then I don't know where you're at, but uh, hey, we love being a part of your lives. I love doing the podcast. I look forward to every time we get to record, Dr. Steven. I love being with you. I love learning from you and just, uh, and, and I love the feedback we're getting from for, from so many of you who are listening today. And, and thank you so much for, uh, for being a listener. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your colleagues, your brothers and sisters. We know that we have put this podcast together with one end in mind which is that you would have a more remarkable practice as part of a more remarkable life and not instead of one. We have a very specific focus in everything that we do. It's driving towards that. We also know that we want to help as many people as possible in the process. We know that chiropractic is what the world needs now and what the world needs now is more successful chiropractors. So we are committed to that. That is why this podcast exists. That is why we show up. And that's, I hope, why you show up. And we hope that this series that we're in the midst of will help you tremendously. Here's what I want you to do though. I want you to share this podcast specifically right now with a friend because we are coming to the end of this year of 2021 when this actually is happening and we're heading into a new year. And one of the best ways to, to, to enter into a new year and do it right is to do an audit of your business. And we're doing a business audit in this series called the eight capacity blocks, things that'll make you go crazy. And if you don't address them, you're going to go crazy. And I'll tell you what, if the world didn't make you crazy enough in the last two years, please don't let something that's underneath your control where you do have influence, let that not be the cause, right? So we want to address things that are at the root cause that are preventing you from truly having a bigger impact and making a bigger income in your life and in your business. So please, if you would share this with a friend uh, and uh, let's let's help reach more chiropractors uh, with awesome. this message. Dr. Steven, uh, we're in the midst of a series. Uh, we are in, uh, I believe this is probably the fourth part. We we started with a, with an overview a few episodes back. If you haven't listened to it, I, I would encourage you to go listen to it. Each one of these as a standalone episode is, is enough for you to, to take in, to digest and do something with. But we want you to audit because we have found that all eight of these areas, you have a capacity block. It's not a question of if, it's a question of where is your capacity block. We cover the philosophical capacity blocks. Where is there a philosophical block? No matter how philosophically strong you are, where is there a block? Because even for the most philosophical person, I would actually say those people would probably be able to tell you the most clearly where their block is, right? Yeah, exactly. So the more you, you dig into an area, the more you recognize your opportunity for growth. Then we went into your mental block and we talked about seeing it and believing it. Such a powerful uh, episode. I, I encourage you to go listen to that one. Our previous ex episode, we went into the logistical block, which we talked about the, the, the brick and mortar elements of location and, and, and parking and hours 
And uh, you'll want to definitely go and listen to that one if you haven't listened to it. And Dr. Steven cited for this episode, which is going to be just very powerful because I already know because we've been talking about it, which is the physical plant block. These are the things that are things like size and layout and environment. Dr. Steven, uh, looking forward to jumping in with you right now. Yeah, I love, I love this subject matter. I love this topic. Um, in, the, in the last uh, episode, we talked about your schedule book, right? So we were talking about your hours, your business hours and your schedule book. Um, and we made reference to the physical plant as the physical um, container for your practice, right? So if you picture um, a plant in a container, the purpose of the, of the container is to limit expansion, right? So the, this is what a container, it contains by nature. That's what a container does. So when we talk about these eight capacity blocks, these are the containers for your business. And they're containing two things, your, your, your growth. This essentially means your impact and your income. So that's how I want you to think about each one of these, right? So as we now scrutinize your uh, physical plant, I want you to look at it as this is a container. This is the easiest one to sort of get your head around, uh, you know, conceptually for what we're talking about. It's like, you actually have a lot of influence here. You know, you can expand your practice, take on more square footage, knock down a wall, right? So change your physical layout, like the where your front desk is. Man, our, our front desk, it was like the most dynamic part of our practice. We were like bumping off the corners literally and figuratively on that front desk to create this flow uh, at the front desk. It was just amazing. And, and, and that was how I learned. I really learned and appreciated uh, what we'll call the law of propinquity, right? So it's like you have a physical plant and a physical space or a physical entity that is either um, going to be a, something that promotes flow or inhibits flow, right? And if it creates a problem and you don't change it, it's death by a thousand cuts, right? So, uh, or if you change it, it pays you back a million times, right? So the law of propinquity is, is it's all about the, how the area um, dictates how your team function together, how your patients function with your team, et cetera. That's a big part of this conversation when you talk about layout and floor plan. Where does the front desk go? Where do the tables go? Where do the adjustment tables go? Where do they go relative to where the exam room is or the x-ray is or the waiting room or, you know, how many hot seats can you get in there or the relaxation center or the vibe plates or the, where's the TV go? Like all these things in that physical plant man, this is a highly dy dynamic part uh, of your practice. And it's super exciting because you'll go through these iterations and the iterations are really where function demands that you change the form, right? So I loved the conversation around schedule and I love even more this conversation around the physical plant. And uh, I'm psyched to get into this, Dr. P. This is good stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, you... Already, I'm just fired up just listening to you talk because guys, if you are like us, we love growth, right? And, and I think we said this uh, maybe at some point in, in this series, but the natural state of a principled practice is growth, right? Yeah. So we love growth. That's why I love this conversation. I love uh, the law, law of propinquity. I never heard it before I met Dr. Stephen France. And I'll tell you that much though. If you guys are like, who is this guy? That's the same question I asked. I'm like, what is this he's talking about? <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, but what he says, you know, about that, it's exactly true. But guys, here's the reality. The reason why we're interested in this and you're probably uh, piqued your interest already right now is because you want to grow, right? You want to grow to the next level. I love going into places that are doing things bigger than what I do, right? You go into a mega business, you're like, wow, check out how they flow, how this goes. Like, at least that's how I am. I go into a restaurant, I'm like, man, they got things dialed in or 
they do not have things dialed in <laughs> or, you know, so you, you pick up on that stuff so fast. This is that thing. When somebody walks in your door, they're literally, they're like, chick, 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 chick. Like what's, what's working? What's not working? Like is everything is like, are all the dials turning, right? Is there any, is there anything gummed up? Is there anything that's not moving? Like that's literally this conversation today. And we love this conversation. <laughs> Dr. Steven, you and I are probably a little bit, maybe somebody call us dysfunctional because we're, we kind of swing to one side, but we love the flow, like this concept of, of a capacity block, the physical plant block and the, and the influence that you, you can have directly over this is tremendous. You know, I come from a high volume space. Dr. Steven, you come from a high volume space. We come from big team space. It is all about the physical plant, the flow of, of people coming in and coming out. And what you said there, so powerful, which is the, the function demands the change of the form. And, and so when we, when we first started our practice, going back to the beginning, 1,750 square feet. And, you know, the whole goal was that this would be able to take me to a certain volume. And what we talked about at the time was, you know, 500 a week, 750, you should be absolutely fine in this space. You could push it, you know, to a thousand, you know, you could do it, you know, kind of thing. So I signed a five-year lease and we went to a thousand a week in 10 months and 29 days. And so here I was in this office and we were busting at the seams in my first year. I was, I was locked into a contract, a five-year term, on something where we were, you know, we were locked into this thing and we were, we were, we were stuffed into this office. Now I hadn't built out my team yet. I hadn't really put in my, my, my head systems, but we hadn't really optimized anything. Right. So we were just going and growing for me. It was head down, bum up. I was just throwing as many people into this practice as possible, giving as many reports as possible, converting as many people as possible. Like that was it. We were just going and growing. Right. So we, we immediately, like we, we were at capacity, like literally in the physical space, right away. I only had <laughs> two <too>. chiropractic tables. <laughs> I had two chiropractic tables. I didn't even have like, we had a waiting room that only had four chairs to start. I had, I had four hot seats at the beginning. I mean, at the end of the day, like we were not built for what we had done. So we had to move very quickly. And what you, what you just described, this idea of function uh, demands a change of form we, we had to make many iterations. I can't tell you how many times we broke out the Sawzall and how many times we had to get buckets of paint and we had to make, make iterations to the business. We did it every year. Every year we were repainting. Every year we were moving walls. Every year we were changing things because we were growing and we wanted to make sure that our space was continuously going to serve us and our people the best. Dr. Steven, this is way before I met you. I wish I had your coaching and guidance then. <laughs> but we innately knew something had to change. Like we couldn't keep doing things the, the way that they were done. So talking about the first of the three. So we've got size of the office, which is an actual container, like you said. Yeah, like how many square Layout of the office and the environment. Now, I couldn't change the size of the office in that moment. I was limited at that point to my 1,750 square feet. I was in that moment. My first office. So what we had to do was we had to deal with the size of the space, which was built for a certain type of practice, which we blew through that. And we then had to look at the layout of the office. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. 
Imaging Services is a leader in digital solutions for chiropractors in the United States, offering full service to chiropractors, including service and support on digital x-ray and x-ray products. Imaging Services has a fully dedicated software and 24-7 on-call staff. To learn more, you can contact Mike Tokash directly at 610-812-3079 or visit www.theimagingservices.com. Our friend Derek Van Ness from Big Life Financial recently informed us that most doctors are overpaying taxes an average of $11,000 per $100,000 of income. That's crazy. At TRP, we say you need to systematize everything. And the truth is, Doc, if you don't have a system to save and grow wealth, you will never get ahead financially. Big Life Financial does tax and financial strategy for small business owners, helping you keep more of what you make and be smarter with it. Research and development, credit filings, tax strategy and savings, financial strategies, including cash flow banking, are all things our friend Derek Van Ness and Big Life Financial can help you with. Go to BigLifeFinancial.com to learn more. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. So the layout of the office is really where I would say I settled on that of the three things that really drive this. I looked at the layout and said, we constantly had to edit that. We were constantly editing, looking at our layout and saying, hey, how are we going to make this better? When I first started practicing, I didn't have... Uh, vibration. Uh, I use vibration platforms. I built that into my technique. I didn't have that at the beginning. So guess what happens when you bring in a vibe plate? <laughs> where do you put them? Those things take up space. We had no space for it. You know where they were? In my hallway. I literally had a hallway lined with plates. You had to, there was people on the plate, people waiting for the plate and people walking in between the two in a three and a half, four foot hallway to go to the bathroom at the back, which by the way, we had two bathrooms when we first started because the ADA required that. And we, we no longer had the, the ability to have two bathrooms because we needed more space for some storage and for some other things. So we were down to only one bathroom. So now there was also a line in the back for the one bathroom, which was now a family bathroom instead of a male and female bathroom. Guys, we did this for, for five plus years. We, we, were, we were seeing over a thousand patient visits a week and it was, it was uncomfortable, but you know what? At the same time, it was the place to be. Absolutely. It was the place to be. We maximized it every single day. I saw the issues. I saw the flaw. I had my patients asking me, Dr. Pete, when, uh, you know, you, when, when are you going to a new space? You know, they, they, <laughs> the patients, they would ask you, they weren't mad about it. They were just like, this place you is crazy. This is going to happen. Yeah. You know, so, so layout wise, you know, we, we had to stay super nimble. You had to be very agile here. And I just want to encourage you guys, no matter where you're at in your season, from launch to build, to scale, to exit, we're always checking on these things as CEOs. We're always looking at things like the office size, the office layout, the office environment. The office layout, Dr. Steven, was huge for us to, to maximize and optimize. And we can, you and I could spend hours just going through that because oh, yeah. it's so important. But I'll tell you what, we've got to get it right. There's some low-hanging fruit here for everybody, right? Because so many docs especially our busier docs, they become nose blind to the bottlenecks that are in your practice, right? So I'm telling you right now, there's some growth here for you. So if this is creating back pressure in your practice, if this is creating sticking points and squeals and rubs, this is where you end up with friction and overheating. And this is what robs horsepower out of your engine, right? So you got to stop and you got to look and be like, man, just by changing some of my 
physical space, the layout, the flow, I could actually grow the practice. Yes, it's just like moving a plant into a right size container. The plant will grow and it expands, right? So the same thing happens in your practice. And it isn't always about taking on more square feet. So that might be where you are right now. You might be like, okay, I'm uh, 900 square feet. I need to go to 1500. I'm 15. I need to go to 22. I'm 22. I need to go to 29. There's going to be a lot of factors. Obviously, how big is your practice now? How many people do you see? But also how complex is your clinical care? What are you doing in your clinical care? What kind of space, physical space do you need? For example, I'm a gondroid, right? We just like our doctors all did gonstead work. So that means people needed to be gowned, which introduced, we needed to have feeder systems, right? So people could change into gowns. So they went from hot seats or the relaxation center into feeders and into adjusted terms. So we had 30 hot seats that fed into six feeder rooms, which fed into two adjustatoriums, right? So there was that flow and that was like, it was like a freaking obstacle course, Pete, right? So people have to make it through, you know, they'd get into the office, go to the check-in state, they'd flow around into the, into the hot seat area, and then they'd get to the changing rooms and then get into the, the, the prize at the end of the, uh, the obstacle course was you got an adjustment, right? But, but we couldn't have done it much better than we did, but it, it demanded more space and more complexity because of our clinical care. Plus, you have to consider your processes, like the complexity of your processes. Like, do you do individual reports? Do you do group reports? At one point, we went to group reports, so I had to knock out a wall. I took on 900 more square feet so I could build a patient education center, which was a multi-purpose room where we do our report of findings. It's where we would do our better results, faster workshops. It's where we do our special consultations and teach people about exercises and stuff. You know, when Dr. Camilla started having babies, out came the sawzall, right? We had to cut a hole through the wall so that she could pop in and out of the adjustatorium and go breast, breastfeed Sammy in the back room. You know, it was like in it, we needed a new portal for her to get in and out, right? So as the practice grew, we, we expanded and saw such bottlenecking at the checkout CA because people were flowing in and flowing out through one little tiny hallway. So guess what? I know that used to be the kids' corner. Move the kids' corner over there. We'll get the saws all out. We're busting through that wall. And then we had the ship and people would rotate right around it, right? It would be like file in, check in at the check-in CA. You'd flow into the office through to the back to the, where the hot seats were. After you got adjusted, you'd flow out on the opposite side of the ship through check out. So it was a forced function of everybody had to get past the check-in CA to get in and past the checkout CA to get out. And man, we had arrows on the floor to drive that flow, to train our patients who had been with us for 10 years. It's like, this is how we do it now. And man, you know what? If somebody went the wrong direction, I'd stop and be like, whoa, Pete, hold on. You're screwing up the polarity of the practice. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, doc. And they'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? And we would just force that function. And we ended up with this beautiful flow in the practice. And it was a dynamic that kept the energy right it was never that back pressure of like, oh, crap, everything's backing up. People are stressed. They're starting to stand around looking at each other. And worse yet, they're giving your CAs the stink eye at the front desk because things are getting clogged up. So the question that I guess I'm asking you CEOs as, as I'm listening to Dr. Steven and, and you heard me rant for a little bit about, <laughs> you know, needing to be nimble and on your toes about, about your practices. What, what is the area? Where's the rub when it comes to your physical space and the layout? Like you said, Dr. Steven, you may not be in the position or the timing to expand for an extra three, four, 500, 900 square feet like you did, um, you know, but in, in your current situation, like what can you do to optimize and increase flow? Um, what is that next step for you? Some of you have been afraid to expand because you're like, well, what would happen if I'll tell you what, like Dr. Steven, sometimes you got to have a baby and that'll make you make some changes. Like what are the things that have to happen for you to change? I don't know what it is, but you know, for us, it was 
you know, we just, we kept growing, you know, we, we had to keep, you know, bringing in, you know, more docs and it was, it was, it was more patients and it was, we, we needed to be able to, we, we had some additional services that we, we added into our care that we wanted to have. We had classes. We, we did classes in our office, like you, Dr. Steven, we did a, we did a, we did a group report of findings three times a week, two to three times a week, every week. Uh, and then we did a, a workshop, an advanced workshop every single month. And when I first started doing the workshops, I did them in the office and that we grew out of that. What's interesting is I had a guy um, that I actually did a call with. He's a chiropractor. Now I did a call with him and um, actually this week. And he said to me, he said, um, he said, you, do you remember me? I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember your name. He's like, yeah, I came, I was a college student and I came, you remember when you used to do those classes at the hotel? So we used to do the embassy suites hotel. And we rented out that space every single month. We'd put between 150 and 300 people into a hotel room and we would teach an advanced workshop. And he said, I came and I sat in the back of your workshop and I decided I was going to become a chiropractor. And he called me the other day, just looking for some help with running his businesses. Now he's like, that was 10 years ago. And he said, I just want to tell you, like, thank you for that. And he's like, I'm really looking forward to working with you and stuff like that. I'll tell you what, that's a cool story. But it's a cool story on many levels. Number one is I knew what my mission and purpose was, and I wasn't going to be stopped by physical space. So guess what I did? I expanded. I went outside of my physical space and I borrowed space until I had time to get more space, right? So I borrowed the space of, from the Embassy Suite Hotel, and I went to a lot of different hotels in my town, but we built a really good relationship with the Embassy Suites. And I'll tell you what. We went in there and we brought it. And, and why I wanted to say this to you is you guys think outside the box. Like, yes, right. I get it right now, 2021. Now we've got virtual, we can do webinars, all these things. Those things didn't exist back in the day. Maybe they existed, but nobody did them or very few people did. So we did physical events and we did that. And I love those events, but I'll tell you what, we did whatever we had to do to be able. So if you said to me, Dr. P, I would love to do an event for hundred people, but we can't do it because we're on the space. You can do it. Right. You can do whatever you decide you want to do. That's right. That's you do right. whatever you decide. You want to grow to a bigger practice, you know, well, the practice kind of isn't set up like that, then change it. Yeah. Some of you just needed to hear that today. You needed to be liberated from this feeling and you need to be saying, you know what? I'm going to change some things. And you know what? <laughs> I told this on the last call, uh, you know, give us a call. You know, tell it if you need help with this, if, if we, if you need a breakthrough some here, because a lot of this stuff really does weigh us down and we, it puts stress on us. We think about the cost, we think about the risk, we think about the change, what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you that the opportunity is great. So don't let your physical office size or even the layout stop you from fulfilling your purpose. Even though mine at that for a season felt like it was, it was hard. We maximize it. And the, and the last thing I'm going to say is this, we had our attitudes, we guarded our hearts and our attitude and why people love to come was because the environment that we created was an environment of healing, of life, of encouragement, even though it was, it was tight in there <laughs> and people were jammed in there into those adjusting hot seats in that area. We created an environment where People loved to be there. People were loved because my team loved them. I loved them. We built them up. We created an environment. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Become the local health expert in your community through content marketing with Leverage Media. 
At Leverage Media, we have the most comprehensive marketing strategy of any chiropractic marketing agency out there. Where most agencies focus on one aspect, we have a 360 degree approach. By taking a content first approach, we help you build value in your community that drives results. Leverage Media is a full service digital content and lead generation agency specifically for chiropractors. We're a one-stop shop for all things website, video marketing, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. We help chiropractors like you become the local health expert in their community through content marketing. To schedule your free strategy session, go to www.contentintopatients.com. That's contentintopatients.com. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. I think the third piece here, Dr. Steven, I know we want to, we want to discuss here. So we talked about the physical space and the layout is the environment and how important that is. And when I built my second office and we went from that, that smaller office and I built a, a 5,000, 5,500 square foot office with a nutrition center and a, and a, and a, and a class, like we, we built a room for, for, for our, our reports and we had a built a gym and we had you know, the kids area became this kid's amazing area and everything we did, we did it right. We thought about every detail and we spent a tremendous amount of time and energy and focus and money getting it right. I'll tell you what, when people walked into that environment, they were like, wow, I didn't have that experience for many years. And I will tell you this, even if you don't have the wow experience, don't let that stop you from blowing it up. We blew up an office with zero TVs and I had a little iPod with a speaker because we had no speakers built in. We ran our freaking office that way. I'm just going to tell you, some of you guys think you got to have all the bells and whistles and everything to do it great. We did not. We did not. I'm not saying that you need to have it or don't need to have it. I'm just saying whatever is limiting you from growing, identify what it is and overcome that. Because when we had that opportunity to grow and build that second office and we built it, I'll tell you what, it was amazing and we wowed people. But the most important thing that I had to do, Dr. Stephen, was we had to protect the environment. Yeah. That was the number one factor for myself, and my team, because we figured out flow. We figured that stuff out. We had a lot of iterations, a lot of sawzalls to get to the point where we built it right. Huge office, huge. But I'll tell you what, the thing that we had to keep a pulse on and we never, as soon as we lost sight of this, the practice would, we would, we would wobble because we lost the, the focus on the environment, creating a space, an environment where people felt welcome. They were in the right place where they had healed and there was healing going on. That was the one we had to always, always day in pre-shift, post-shift every day, focus on the environment that we're creating. Dr. Steven, that one's huge. Yeah. And what you're describing is you've got to 
allow your purpose to grow so big, there's no room for reasons. There's no room for excuses. There's no room for stories. The purpose has got to, has got to fill up that container. So it's got to be able to squeeze out the excuses, the things that you're telling yourself, like the reasons we're not doing that, right? So there's only one reason, right? And that's called your purpose. And you need to be pushed by your purpose and not allow those limiting beliefs to sneak in here. So what we're inviting you to do is to kick against these limitations, right? To knock down those walls, literally and, and virtually, right? So we're, we're inviting you to kick through those doors, get out the sawzall, right? And take the sawzall first to those limiting beliefs, right? So to recognize it doesn't have to be perfect, right? But it has to be on purpose. And people have to pick up on that when they walk into that environment, right? So it's amazing how much grace will extend you when they know you're on mission. You know, when they know you're on purpose, like I can remember our practice flooded twice. <laughs> so it's like, I remember pulling up rugs that I hadn't paid for yet. End of my first year, come back from a birth, first big seminar, all fired up full on chiropractic hard on. I show up Monday morning, three inches of water in the, in the, in my brand new clinic. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me right now? You know what we did? We got to work, right? We got, we, we sucked up all that water. We tore up all those rugs. The place smelled like a swamp and we kept adjusting, right? It was amazing how people just, they extended us all the grace of the world place stunk, right? And it di didn't matter. They didn't care. Right. So people will extend you grace when they're sitting on top of each other when it's backed up and it's crowded and the place is lit and it's, it's either going to be like a great dance club, right? Or it's going to be like this uncomfortable crowded space where people are looking around cranky, right? So it's like the environment that you set up, everything from who you are, your energy as a team and what you're projecting into that group of people, the music that you're playing, the color of the paint on the walls, right? So the, the decorum, the look and feel of your space, that environment is so critically important. You know, we've recognized that people love to hang out at Starbucks, so we went after that cool Starbucks look and feel, like a really cool coffee shop look and feel. We had the surfer theme. We had surfboards hanging on the wall, you know, chiropractic kicks the wave. We, we were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. I know that that sounds like, yeah, whatever, kind of hokey. If you're in California and Hawaii, that's no big deal. If you're in, if, you know, if you're in Boston, <laughs> it's a surfing team because that's kind of unique. You know, we gave them something to talk about and they knew we were as passionate about that as we were about health and healing. Right. So people love a good weirdo. Right. So let your freak flag fly. Whatever you love and whatever energizes you, man, that's going to be incredibly attractive. People love passionate people. Let them feel that when they walk into your office. We created an environment where people wanted to be right. There was positivity. There was lots of love. Right. So we created this place where people felt like it was a safe place to be themselves and be connected with like minded others. Right. So we fostered that tribe. We fostered that environment. You know, we talked about our hot seat setup, how there was no, there was no phones on the hot seats. You weren't allowed to have phones on the hot seats, right? So it was 30 seats. We had people waiting to get checked and get adjusted, waiting to get called in. Um, we wanted people to be interacting. So there was no phones. Now, that being said, we had a pressure release valve because the front waiting area, there was, we had it set up like a, like a cafe. We called it the cafe, the wellness cafe. It looked like a Starbucks, high top tables, leather chairs, the coffee machine and the waters were all there. Everything was included, right? We didn't have people paying, buying or paying for anything. They were already there. They were in our house. We were hosting them. So they would show up. If you want to be on your phone, that's fine. Go out to the cafe. But on the hot seats, this is for community. This is where we're going to be connecting with each other. We wanted them talking to each other. And Dr. Pete, you and I talked about, you know, uh, this study had, that had come out with, you know, the five fastest growing mega churches in the country. You know, what did they have in common? And, uh, you know, one of the things that they had in common was there was an experience that 
that caused collisions. In other words, communication, connection with other like-minded people. And they define an experience as being somewhere between seven minutes and 15 minutes, right? So that became the standard for our hot seats for our waiting time. I wanted people there somewhere around seven to 15 minutes so that they would have an, an, an experience and they would be engaging with like-minded others. So we'd build that tribe. Right. So I didn't want them just to be like a drive in center where they'd run in, check in, dive on the table, get adjusted and run out. Right. So we teach people, listen, this is the relaxation center. The doctor wants you to come in here and just have a seat here. There's we'd have active surfaces for them to sit on to activate their pelvises. We want you to cool down, settle down, let your body relax and prepare to receive your best adjustment. Right. So this is how you get the most out of each adjustment, it'll be easier for the doctor to find where you need to be subluxated or need to be adjusted, where you are subluxated, and it'll make it easier for you to receive the adjustment. So don't just rush in, dive on the table, sit down, chill out, relax, cool down, and then go to see the doctor, right? So that was a brilliant move because what it did it was it built value for the wait time for themselves. They didn't feel like they were waiting. This was the adjustment starts here in the relaxation center. Those are critical things to tell patients and it forced the function of this tribe being formed, our little community in that environment. I think what you just said, probably I'm gonna say a few of you listening to this just got a, a nugget of something to do right now. What you just talked about, that you were intentional about creating waiting, a waiting space that wasn't a waiting space, it was actually a preparation time, very intentional. And that, that some of you needed to hear that today, because that's the thing you need to take away with. And you need to go do that because you maybe have thought, no, I want to be able to get people in and out. I want, don't want to have to have people to wait. And, 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 and I'm, you're trying to, there's a fear that you have and you're allowing fear to drive your decisions. It's a small fear. And it's, it, there's, it's not like it's a unfounded, like people don't like to wait. People like to be able to get in and out. I get that. But what Doc Stevens saying is that they, there's, there's 24 hours in a day, however many in a week. And the time that they're in your office is like this. And so there was two things that we always needed to make sure were happening. Number one is, you know, they get educated, they get adjusted. But then they also, the third one you just said is they have connection. They have an opportunity to connect and creating that space for people to have not only connection, but also get to get their adjustment and education and connection. That's what makes a, a, a place remarkable. That's what makes a place people are like, you need, you need to go to this place. I've been going to this other place. You got you to come over here. You got to check out these guys. And they, they, it's almost like they can't describe it in words. When people have a hard time explaining in words, like why you need to go to these people, you just need to go see them. Then, then you know what you've done is you've created an environment that people just are like, you just got to go feel it. You got to go see them. You got to experience it. What an environment does is it creates an experience. And experiences have to be experienced. And when you create a place that's an experience, people just have to go and see it. And what we, our, my desire for you is that you would be a place, you'd have a practice and a business in your community where people, they just have to come see you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.